Hello! What's going on? I'm Hello. still jamming to the theme song in my headphones. It is That's actually kind of nice. I'm going to start listening to music. Me or to the audience? That, that's to everybody. Hello. Welcome to Suck My Fanfic, the internet's most fic-friendly literary podcast. <laughs> uh, my name is Ryan, and I am bringing a very focused is that a, uh, we podcast energy where we introduce ourselves at the beginning. And this is my co-host, Alex, who's kind of chafing. He's kind of chafing at this uh, this yoke of... You know, produced. Oh, he sent me a message. This is big podcast big energy podcast right energy. now. It's been a while. How you doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm personally good. Um, I'm, I'm. I'll admit. I don't know if you can tell. I got some bags under my eyes. I'm very burnt out. Um, I've been teaching and doing school shit like nonstop, which is nice. But um, semester is going to be done in two days. So um, when that's over, I won't be burnt out. Uh, what about you? How are you feeling? Are you okay? You good? Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm good. I'm feeling strong. Feeling vaxxed. Uh, we're both vaccinated. Good. Get a little vax. I'm vaxxed and waxed and ready to hit the town. Um, so you can't refer to us as anti-vaxxers because we both got vaxxed yeah, pretty fucking quick. That's true. Um, some For some reason, someone, I think, in the United States, the Florida government decided that I was important enough to get vaxxed early. Um I was able to get vaxxed before my parents for some reason. I couldn't begin to tell you why. Um, they're both high risk, too. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'm vaxxed. I've been vaxxed. Uh, I'm fully immune. I got my, my two – I'm past my two-week grace period Dang on the man. Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. Nice. Um, so how about you? You got your first one, right? Got my first one. Feeling strong. Not really. Feeling terrible. But uh, other than that, I'm good. Still doing the whole uh, social distancing thing, even though no one else is in, in New York City. The, the restaurants are just packed. And we've got, this, really? we've got this very funny thing now where it's like outdoor dining is essentially indoor dining with an open window. Uh, and maybe, <laughs> I love that idea, Maybe dude. I'm just being like <laughs> like an old, like, you know, pack paranoid or like, hey, yeah, you yeah. kids, yeah, even though they're like the same age as me. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I walk out my front door and I just see everybody, you know, you know, jumping around and having a great time at all the bars. And I'm just like, what? Like, what? I'm just not there well, to be totally honest, the up or the lower east side was like that when I was up there in what was I July when yeah. I was there? July and August. Yeah, yeah. The lower yeah. east side was a block party, bro. Yeah. Like the outdoor dining, they shut down all the roads and it was just like bar, bar, bar. Like it was it was honestly pretty cool. Right pretty outside awesome. my house, the road is always closed. I live on a mega block. That's pretty cool. Streets. Yeah. That's not it's not the end of the world, honestly. Um and it's, and it's Florida, my crotchety though, like, old man ramping up though. I'm just like yeah, I'm gonna go yeah, out on my front lawn and shake my fist at him. <laughs> oh, you Not bitch. That, one. that one yeah no in florida like dude i mean our restaurant's been open for a while we're we've been at 100 percent for a while too and honestly it's been pretty sweet can be real with you um but the outdoor dining has been has picked up for sure because especially in oh, just in time for it to be unbearably county. hot yeah well it's well lateral county because it's like um if anyone cares it's it's where university of florida is so it's literally like a drop of blue and a sea of red in like north central florida literally it's like if you look up, up like north of orlando all of florida is red county by county besides alachua county and i think is it levi county that tallahassee's in um and jacksonville jacksonville's obviously no i think jacksonville's red too anyways um yeah, so Alachua county is like duval's huge duval. um duval yeah so um Alachua is just like a drop of blue in a sea of red. So everyone here is like, it's not, it's not, um, God, what is the word? Uh, it's not ethical to be uh, indoor dining. So like there are still restaurants that are like that. But when I go back to Orlando, 
we're inside, baby. It's, <laughs> we're open, open for business, baby. So uh, it's funny. Like I, if I wanted to get angry, I would have had to get angry like back in December because no one's really given a shit since and, then. And this but. is good. This is good. This is really good for for the the fan fiction, um, you know, uh, division of our economy because where where are you going to write fan fiction in your room? No, no, you got to write it at a coffee shop. You need to be seen at a coffee like, shop. That guy's working on a song. That guy's working on a screenplay. <laughs> that lady's writing a novel, and that person's writing Warrior Cat fan fiction. Have you reread Warrior Cat recently? Is that why you've brought it up to me twice now, or is it just is it just a meme at this point? I think it's it's a meme at this point, but I've only ever okay. read the first one. I've read it probably a hundred times, and I've told the story. I've told the story in here. Warrior it's Cats, like, isn't it like thirty books? I don't know. I, I, honestly, there's so many of them, bro. I don't. I don't know. I walked into a Barnes and Nobles one time, and I was like, Warrior Cats. Yikes! That's a lot of books. It's a lot of cats. But um, I've told this story oh, on here so before, but. Um, <laughs> I've told this story before, but I used to like get really embarrassed. Like after I read it the first time, I started bringing it to school because I just liked it. I would keep reading it. Yeah, and uh, I would like get really embarrassed. Like other kids would see me reading it, so I would I would like perfect holding it with my hands like this, or like down <laughs> on my lap like this, so no one can see it. And then and then I got embarrassed myself. Like I couldn't even yeah. face myself. So I would I would read it and I would just censor all of the cat language and replace it i would just pretend they're humans i would like, read a separate book wow like this is that's my first foray into fan fiction is i is i rewrote warrior Cats as i read it he's like he reached out and placed his pop he placed his hand yeah. on hers and i would just keep going <laughs> please tell me derulo cat isn't real he's, he's just a thing of my nightmares right <laughs> if they make a warrior cats movie jason derulo has got to be he's got to be the star he's got to be at least three of the cats at least three of them <laughs> yeah that's funny no, I, as far as reading goes, um, shit, since we last recorded, I think I've read a little, yeah, God, I think I've read three or four books since we last recorded. Um, nice. maybe more than that. I don't even, I'd have to look at my Goodreads. Um, uh, two of them I can tell, no, three of them I can tell you for pleasure. Um, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown of each. So there's one called A Canticle for Leibowitz. And it is basically, let's say in the 1960s, early 1960s, the nuclear war happened and, not everybody died. Fast forward, I think it's 800 years or 600 years, and there is a abbey, a monastery, in the middle of the desert in, uh, near Utah. And they have basically created this monastic order started by a former nuclear scientist. Um, and it's, it's, it's told in three separate parts. So the first one is 600 years. I think it's six, six or eight. Um, 600 years after the nuclear war, then 600 years after that, then 600 years after that. And so the first one is basically like a dark age. And you learn about... Um, how they're trying to make Leibowitz a saint who was the the nuclear scientist. Then um, you learn about how you're at like this like peak of like this age of enlightenment where people are rediscovering old technologies, even though they know how badly they they lead to. And then the third story is they're on the cusp of another nuclear war between these different powers. And the um, Canticle for Leibowitz is absolutely and utterly amazing. It was it was written by a guy named, a guy named War, uh, um, Walter Arthur Miller. Walter Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Miller. Miller. No, 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 no. Arthur M. Miller, I think is his name. Fuck off. It's Arthur M. Miller. My name um, is Jonathan William Shakespeare. My name is Albert Einstein. Um, so Walter Miller is the uh, – he only ever wrote uh, one book in his lifetime, and it was a canticle for Leibowitz. And it is, it is considered like a writer seminal by book. trade? Because that's, that's, that's not good. Or was he, he was <laughs> he was So the thing is he was a sci-fi writer. And he wrote a lot of short stories, mm -hmm. and then he wrote A Canticle for Leibowitz and got really popular mm -hmm. and always promised to write a second part and then never did. He struggled with mental issues. He actually ended up killing himself in the 90s. Mm. Um, and then there was a book that was published after his death that is the second part. 
um, that was like co-written with someone else. The guy that co-wrote it with him said that he basically didn't write anything and Walter Miller did all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Canticle is a great Big book. Good Omens energy. Big Good Omens energy. And then the second one that I can, I can throw out that I read for pleasure is a book called Solaris by an author named Stanislav Lem. Mm-hmm. And it's basically in the future, uh, you know, the Earth has colonized all these other planets and the main character of Solaris gets called to this planet called Solaris. And um, it's this weird, like, ocean planet, but it's, like, plasma ocean. And it, it creates these weird, like, constructs. And they've never been able to figure it out for, like, this very long, like, decades. I think maybe even over 100 years. They, have, they haven't been able to figure out what's going on in this planet. And then all of a sudden, one of the scientists hits it with this high level of X-ray radiation. And these, like, they call them, like, mimoids or memoids or whatever – um, start appearing on the spaceship or the the uh, research station that they have floating above Solaris, and they are like psychic copies of people that the scientists knew back on Earth. And so the the guy that gets sent there to research it and to see what's going on, um, he doesn't know that any of that's happening. And so when he gets there, it's really it's almost like like a very like horror thriller book for like the first half. It sounds like body and, snatchers kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the crazy part is. He goes to sleep. He wakes up, and his former wife that killed herself ten years before um, is there, like in the flesh. Mm. Um, and Solaris is really good because the, the main theme is if we met a, a sentient or, or an intelligent being, how do you know we're going to be able to, com- to communicate with them like verbally? Mm. And so the idea is that the ocean on the planet was actually a sentient being, and this was its way of communicating with us. And uh, Solaris is really good. Mm. Um, I think I preferred Canticle just because. The, I said it was in three parts. The first and the third part are, like, almost perfection. The second one's okay. It's good. It's whatever. The third one is very good. Hmm. Um, I think you so told me. About I, would, I either saw that when you were reading that on yeah. Goodreads, follow Alex on yeah. Goodreads, or no. uh, or you told me about it sometime. Yeah. Yeah, so those are those are some of the things I've read since we um, since we last recorded. How about you? Have you read anything, or you just been cooped up? <laughs> uh, I actually did read something. I read, um, oh, sweet. I read a book called Tubes. Um, it's okay. basic. It's a it's a nonfiction, and it's basically the physical architecture of the internet, how it all works, like what what it takes to actually drive the internet. Um, okay, and it, it all stems from this. This journalist wrote it because it stemmed from this uh, this like senator who was on the uh, committee to oversee te- telecommunications and then the internet. And he's like, the internet's mm-hmm. just a bunch of tubes, and everyone like dogged him for that because you're like, what an idiot! But it actually <laughs> is. It's really yeah. fascinating to learn about all this stuff and you know, the evolution of the internet and how it's like this, this thing that let everything become placeless or it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You have a portal to anywhere in the world is like really just rooted in like wires and machines. Yeah. And it, it just, it literally has to travel. It's light, but it physically has to travel and touch. So it has to travel. Yeah. The interesting. One interesting of the, thing. what were you saying? It's interesting. Oh yeah. No, it's just, it's a very, very good book. It's called tubes. It's got a great cover. I was going to say one of, one of the people I work with, um, she does digital anthro and um, how the digital anthro manifests itself physically. Mm-hmm. And she's actually done work on the cross oceanic yeah. uh, or trans oceanic um, fiber optic lines. Yeah. Yeah. Those are crazy. Yeah. And she's told me, she's told me a lot about it. So it is too. Yeah. That's actually true. That's really interesting. And it's also, I, I, she, I, I, maybe she was looking into this, but I remember reading a couple articles and the book touches on it. The yeah. idea of like, where do you choose these cables to come up? And it's like, oh, yeah. it's like dump it. There's some on the shore, down in Jersey Shore. Um, yeah. There's some here. There's one in New York City. Yeah, there's one you know up that, here right? in New York City. Yeah. Um, there's actually a couple of really cool internet buildings up here. Um, that, and it's just yeah. like, 
it's placeless, but all these old internet buildings are the same old like AT and T and Bell buildings. It's just like it kind of propagated from from wherever. So, and it also has the idea of this stuff is critical. Like, th- yeah. you could just you, you could attack one of these buildings, or you could cripple one of these buildings, and then it would shut down so much. So it's like, is it like high security, high risk? But also, everybody needs Should to be. be aware of them to help build out this network. Like, yeah. it needs to be public information so people can can continue to grow the network. Um, but it seems like more and more ever since this book was published and just kind of how things are going, that it seems more and more like they're it's cloak and dagger. They're keeping these places under obviously high security, but in secret. Yeah, um, as much as they can. Really great, really great book. Um, that's a good one. Tubes. Nice tubes. I now I want to look up the cover now, but that's interesting. How come you did not put on your good reads? I'm upset about that. <laughs> so I was a little busy. Uh, just getting through. A little it. busy. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll oh, that put is a it cool in there. I'll put it, I'll put it in there. I actually like that cover. So, a journey to the center of the internet. That's a really cool subtitle. I'm yeah. gonna be real with you. It's it's good. It's it's well written and um, yeah. It's not it's not overly technical, which because I, I don't know yeah. anything about the internet, so it's it's got a good, really good approach and uh, yeah, it's good. Why book. does Andrew Blum sound familiar? I don't. I Bloom. know, right? What is he? Does he like write for something? I feel like I should know, like I know that name, but I don't. Yeah. Let me see. Interesting. Interesting though. That's that's really cool. I actually. I actually might need to read that for work, so that's not a bad idea. Yeah, for man, you I, to can, I can, I can send it to you. I can, I can, I can mail it to you. Oh, don't do that. I'll don't do that. I actually, I have to mail you some stuff. Um, so don't mail me tubes. I'll get tubes. Tubes is yours. Tubes is yours. Okay. Um, very interesting though. That's cool. Thanks, dude. Um, nice. Um, I think it's a good precursor. Um, has nothing to do with what our I think our opening topic is, but or, I'm, or, I'm ready or to jump. Potentially our main topic. So let's go ahead. Our main topic has nothing to do with our main topic. I'm actually so I'm not going to toot our own horn. I'm pretty excited about. Uh, this episode because we've been gone for a while um we both been hella busy i think that's an understatement to say uh and i think we got some good shit to talk about tbqh so um i'm just gonna jump right into it i'm i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do this i'm gonna give you an option of articles to be read (laughs) you pick one you ready a classic it's a classic classic if this is your first time listening this is an absolute classic (laughs) suck my fanfic (laughs) format where I pick, no, I, I I like pick the shortest articles. article unknowingly, and then we end up reading another one. That's how this works. No, no these are both these are both definitely long enough for us to talk one about. So the first Buzzfeed, one, the other one's from Pop Sugar, Mary Sue. You're so close. One's from Sci-Fi, and the other's from from Refinery Twenty Nine. Oh, ooh, Refinery Twenty Nine, very nice. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so the one, podcast. the quote, one bed fan fiction trope finds popularity and predictability, but which fanfic pair shared a bed first? That's part one. I love the first I love, one. I love one bed. That's great. That's a great uh, trope. I didn't know what it was until I read the article. The second one. <laughs> fan, very, fiction okay, is, fan fiction is cringy and beautiful. No wonder it's having a moment. Uh, when was the one where it's having a moment was written? Because I want. I don't want anything where it's like it's 2018 and no April crazy. 12th. April 12th. 2021 mm. um this one i will admit does play a little bit into the the fic for this week so maybe we could skip it um or the other one the um the one bed one is from march 25th 2021 so i'm picking up-to-date articles i'm i'm kind of up to date right now yeah, with you're the on kids. Top of it. i mean people don't come here for yesterday's news they come here for the cutting edge today's news tomorrow yesterday. not today. today that's what they're looking for tomorrow. in um, a week i don't know Hmm. Which one do you which one do you feel more interested in? Is there That's anybody watching go. right now? If anybody's watching right now, I'd love to hear what they think. It's actually a good point. I think it's just me. So it's just me. Okay, so what do you think? Um. <laughs> it's our number one viewer. Uh, I'm going to go with having a moment. Let's do it. The fan fiction's having a moment yep. right now. Yep. Okay, so what we're going to do, if fan fiction's having a moment, 
I want you to tell me what the one bed fic is first. I'm fairly certain that one bed is two characters who normally or don't get along or whatever, and they're staying in some sort of weird situation, like a sleepaway camp or a potentially like a dorm room situation. And it's like, oh, wait, there's only one bed? But Malfoy, I don't like you. Oh, Hermione, <laughs> I don't like you either. Well, we're going to have yeah. to just sleep head to foot and then they get it on. That's what one bed's all about. I love that. That is one bed. Yeah, I, got, you I, got I, that I'm gonna, totally... I wrote a fanfic as a kid. It was one sleeping bag. It was very That's good. funny. Very good. What was the fandom? Uh, Harry Potter, of course. Only read Harry Potter. Nice. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, so the, the to answer the, the burning question, the first fanfic that shared the bed was actually Luke and Han Solo. 1979 <laughs> was the first one bed fic. Those are little bunks, though. I mean, they're too small. Yes. 70, it's called Bunkies. You said 79? 79? It was in a um, that's two, LA... That's, that's two years after it came out, right? Yeah, it was in an LA zine called Against the Sith Number Four. The the fic is called Bunkies, and they do not have sex. They just share the bed. It all happens sometimes. Yeah, um, so interesting. Okay, so Refinery Twenty Nine. This is an interesting article because it's Refinery Twenty Nine. We all know my feelings on that. Um, <clears throat> Ten second version of your feelings on that for all our new listeners. Uh, utter fucking dog shit. <laughs> no respect for anyone who works there. Uh, do you ever dream of finding out your horrible mother sold you, messy bun and all, to be a One Direction sex slave? We've talked about that before. Or are you more familiar with the dark, twisted tale of a famous K-pop threesome, living fast at the helm of, of a vicious mafia in Seoul, playing with guns? Or maybe you live in a world where hot anime characters moonlight as dopey college students with stimulating tongue rings. Or perhaps all you, Y slash N, want is for the two obviously gay characters in a popular show to just make out. If you need to check your pulse when you read the phrase, there was only one better or worse urge to vomit don't worry you're in good company so we still get the bed fic uh welcome to the cringy beautiful world of erotic fan fiction mm. also known as smut where celebrities and fictional characters get both figuratively and literally bent over by lust-minded writers with thirsty relationships what once was a dirty secret within geeky fandoms is now semi-mainstream thanks to our recent surplus of free time and horniness not all fan fiction is erotic some can be simple uh, a simple exploration into alternative plot lines for beloved characters but smut, fanfiction's sexually explicit problem child, is all about seeing everything through a lens of sex. Smut is made according to the same rules as porn. If it exists, there's probably smut about it. Even if the ship stuck in the Suez Canal isn't out of bounds. Even the ship... Uh, wait a minute. The ship that, like, the, the ever, Evergreen. Yes. <gasps> Hard to starboard till she sees stars. Suez Canal and Evergreen smut. Oh, my god. Evergiven smut. That's great. My little piece in this point of history. Okay, well, maybe we have to read that at some point. <laughs> wow. Anyways, we'll keep going. Smut has always been a part of the very online experience, but recently the trendy young adults of queer and alt TikTok have grown more confident in admitting they're fluent in the language of thirsty lit. Memes about popular tropes and fit. Doesn't this sound like 2012, like, uh, what is it called? Watch Mojo? <laughs> like just the writing. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, Watch Mojo, oh, where it's like 45 minutes of just talking <laughs> and then the one second of the, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the movie clip that's the thumbnail yeah. that you actually clicked on it for. Like, right, God, I just want to, to see Tom Cruise's top 10 stunts. I don't want an eight-minute video. <laughs> I'm going to try to read this like a Watch Mojo uh, uh, narrator now. Okay, ready? Memes about popular tropes and fanfic cliches are amplifying what is now a semi-public conversation. However, just because a TikTok about sloshing down to the family diner or dinner table after spending a day reading smut and get one million views doesn't mean it's mainstream. Does that sound right? I don't know, whatever. I'm gonna no, stop. That's, a, that's just a but ton of words that I didn't understand. Yeah, 100%. If a smut reader talked about their interests with a non-smut reader, for example, they could easily be met with any number of assumptions about fanfiction and erotic prose. 
Fanfiction lovers are often assumed to be, have unhealthy parasocial relationships, be, to be into unspeakably kinky stuff, or to be virgins. But sometimes they're <laughs> with our opposite reactions. What is a parasocial relationship, Ryan? Para- I actually know this. Parasocial relationship? Uh, can you, can P-A-R-A you, social. Can you use it in a, a sentence? I have a parasocial relationship with um, Alison Brie. Is that right? Yeah. Is that like uh, is that the new age hippie speak for like being a stalker? <laughs> like being like yeah, the guy who shot Reagan because he wanted to impress uh, whatever her name is from uh, yeah. Sounds of the Lambs. Yeah. So Jodie Foster. Yeah. So parasocial. Um, she was the girl in Taxi. A uh, parasocial relationship is basically a relationship that it's a name for you would ha- a relationship you would have with a celebrity. You know about their life, but they don't even know who you are. So, so it's parasocial. When 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 what's the the date of origin of this term to to totally just you know give a scientific uh, term to this you know, stalking celebrity worship entomology <laughs> etymology not entomology entomology is bugs etymology 1956. That's when they was created by a sociologist. Donald Horton and Richard Wool in 1956. Hmm. Parasocial. 1956, okay. Very good. Good. Look at that. That that has a little bit of historical context then. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too I have old, a parasocial... Let me see if... It, now Now I'm going to have to show you what I've learned by using it. Please After do. reading um, Big Titty Boat Girls fan fiction, I have developed a parasocial relationship with the, the U.S.-Iowa. <laughs> the USS Iowa, but yes, yeah. When 32 year old Rory, and then they have an asterisk next to it because they're like, all the names have been changed for privacy. Okay, I wasn't going to go looking for Rory anyways. Um, like, oh God, you did your due diligence as a journalist. Thank you, Refinery 29. One of your coworkers were all well. Yeah, exactly. Like, they didn't just make this up. We're all well acquainted with fanfic vernacular. She realized she was among her people. Rory remembers after a few post-work drinks admitting to her coworkers, I read things at work, and I probably shouldn't be reading at work. Well, you should be working at work, not reading things. <laughs> after a pause, someone asked what she meant exactly, and Rory said, I've kind of gotten into really this fanfic stuff. Turns out she was in a veritable summit of fanfiction enthusiasts, with everything from Harry Potter to BTS fandoms represented. After they exchanged AO3 tags, Rory confirmed that while she might be hornier than most of her colleagues, she felt she was in good company all the time. Rory explains that compared to porn with smut, or that compared to porn with smut, you get more of the burning and the lusting, especially if it's a slow burn fanfic where they both like each other, but neither of them will admit it, and there's so much tension. Everyone loves a good, that could like, be a spoiler. Four hundred thousand word burn. That could be what we're reading today. But despite all this talk of slow burns, the fact that fanfic is based on characters who readers already know allows for easier access to the good stuff. By pulling from familiar faces and backstories, fanfiction writers can offer complex and emotionally charged scenes in the same amount of time it takes a busty housewife on Pornhub to realize she has no money to pay for pizza. I disagree with that, but all right, because I don't even watch the uh, the, uh, part leading up to it. But does that explain why so many people are now flocking to fan fiction? I think this Melissa, is the fundamental difference asterisk. between you and me is because I love the part leading up to it. I almost ex- – I will just like jump from video to video watching just the, the set. You're a woman. <laughs> That's why. It's because you're a woman. Um, you're a lady. <laughs> um, I'm only saying that based on the uh, so the objective statistics we have talked about on this, yep. show, this show. Yeah, That's fair. Not because I'm sexist. No, just just because Melissa, you're, a, you're, you're a Neanderthal. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I, what, what, misogynist. That's it. Mm. Uh, Melissa asterisk to protect her oh, identity. Oh. A 29 year old who does not, who, who not only reads, but also writes fan fiction has given the why a lot of thought quote. 
We know what this world is. We know what the plot is. Let's skip to the smut. Yes. No matter the characters, be they celebrities or literal ships, still looking at you, Suez Canal spot. <laughs> that's hilarious. Fan fiction doesn't eat a gratuitous plot. What's more, fanfic doesn't have to please critics, nor fit into guidelines about what they're doing. It doesn't have to and, have a Melissa plot or it, be good. <laughs> it doesn't have to be interesting. It doesn't have to be generally accepted um, by, like, civilization. Anyone. As Melissa puts it, my mind has a higher special effects budget and better cinematography. Mm. Fan fiction writers are free to explore sex in ways that writers who share their works on screens or through publishers have never been able to, which means smut often subverts the male gaze and centers queer desire in ways mainstream media has often teased but never delivered on. If the fandom says now kith, the fic will make it happen. All right, now <laughs> like, I even know like, what now Like now kiss. I think that's like a Mike Tyson saying. Yeah, yeah, what's well, yeah, it's like a little kid being like, now kith. Yeah, they linked me. Refinery29 just linked me to know your meme. Yeah. So just, yeah, yeah. just know that. See it. Okay, well, that's that's where we're going to end this because... Oh, wait, no, no, we, we're almost done. Literary snobs who might scoff into fanfic can also look to people like longtime fanfiction reader and writer Carla. Again, an asterisk. We get it. They're not the same. Whatever. A 32-year-old product support specialist says that even as an English major, she probably reads more fanfiction than she does books. Dang. She's read plenty of bodice rippers, or as she calls them, old lady, old lady novels. Or bodice tipplers. Go follow bodice, bodice tipplers. tipplers. Shout out. You guys are awesome. And says they're great, but those also get pretty campy as well. At that point, you might as well just read fanfiction. Even if you don't read smut, you've certainly been touched by it. If the jocks and cheerleaders of the world point and laugh at the enemies to lovers to fic reader, remind them of their mom's dedication to the Fifty Shades of Grey book and movie franchise. Lest we forget the whole phenomenon all started as Twilight Smut posted to fanfiction.net. Or what? The most obvious thing ever? Or point to We've the many books that emerged? We're so insufferable. Like that's that's a legit <laughs> thing that people can be surprised by. We're we're terrible. The podcast is just an evolution of us turning into assholes about fanfiction. <laughs> yeah. Um. Many book deals have emerged from Wattpad, like the Harry Styles fanfic-inspired After, which was later adapted into a Become film. Become original. Or you could just point... Oh, wow, great. Or you could just point to the meme that Carla's brother, who doesn't read fic, but knows she does, sent her recently. It asked, would you rather read a critically acclaimed book, or would you rather read a fanfiction written by a 13-year-old who has no idea about sex? The response is only really the only one that matters. Is the fanfiction good enough? Good enough. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it it comes down to, like, would you rather spend time and watch an Oscar-nominated film, or would you rather watch 300 clips of a guy getting hit in the nuts on YouTube? Always the guys getting hit in the nuts. Right? I mean, every time. (laughs) There's never a time I don't want to see guys getting hit in the nuts. I remember hearing... Or or children getting flipped by Buffalo. Have you ever seen that? It's fucking hilarious. I've not seen it. I remember hearing somebody... fucking hilarious. Somebody from SNL, might have been, like, Andy Samberg or somebody, they were talking about, like, the internet, and they are like, I remember the first time, like, a YouTube video came out and it was like like the first um like newscaster fail compilation i ever saw i was like oh comedy yeah. is dead nothing can ever be funnier than this like this is like you know all the time and it's effort put into writing and setting up and, and money to produce it this no yeah. this five seconds is infinitely funnier than that that's pretty funny it's like the democratization of uh creativity is just like undone all of these old old industries and old uh ways we used to consume I think you put it the right way too. It's a it's a democratization, one hundred percent. Okay, so that's the opening topic. Do we have any other thing to talk about? Because if not, I am ready to move on to the, the fic for today. <sighs> well, I'm on my computer and I've already found out the real names, and we're ordering a drone strike now. The real names of what? Oh, the the people. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, Doxum, Doxum for sure. Um, well, how fucking ridiculous. Whatever. Um, obviously, don't ever dox anybody. I'm very clearly joking i think you and i are pro free speech and pro privacy out the ass but we're, we're also uh, pro anyways. china 
because we get that sweet, sweet. Moment. Oh yeah, no, China sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Xi not you, China. Not, look like not you. Here, and I would love to visit the China, city. my boy. Not you though. Not you though. Not you. Mm. There can only be one great place. And it's you. Great. Every time Donald Trump said China, I cringed because I just I was like, what? China, my best friend. What? How dare you defile? Um, defile. There was um. There's another book, just real side, that, that um, it's like the entire life, a really, a really good, like, claimed biography of Mao Zedong. And I was like, I really want to read yeah. that. Um, and it kind of, like, chronicles his rise and, like, what kind of person is that? It's like, a, in, it's like a portrait of, like, what kind of, like, psycho is this guy? Yeah. And, like, how he is accounted psycho? for... Psycho? What do you mean? Great leader? How he's accounted for, like, more deaths than any, like, single human. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That one looks really good. That was my, that's probably my next read. Yeah. Well, that's... Uh, so... It's it's weird because the work that I do is obviously about authoritarianism, totalitarianism, all that really bad political stuff, and like, it's really interesting that we're we're always so quick to jump to Hitler, who was a fascist leader, and be like, what a what a piece of shit, because he obviously was. When it comes to Stalin and Mao, we're like, well, their ideas just didn't pan out the right way. And it's like <laughs> Mao might have killed a hundred million people. Mao legitimately might have led to the deaths of a hundred million people. Hey man. That's a lot. That's, that's, a, that's a testament to, to, to just being in the game a long time. They were in hey, power don't, forever. They don't, just couldn't get out of power. Don't hate the player. Just hate the game, you know? <laughs> it's like the uh, the great, great Leap Forward. They killed all the crows because they didn't like them, and then um, all the crops got eaten by bugs because the crows weren't there to kill the bugs. Those farmers are added to the toll, by the way, the death toll. Anyways, Mao Zedong is not in this fan fiction. Mm-hmm. But he is in our hearts. He's always in our hearts because China is a great place and I would love to go there one day. If I asked you, Ryan, yeah. what fandom had the fic for the most hits on Archive of Our Own, could you comfortably answer that question? Yeah. Okay, what's the fandom? Harry Potter. You're wrong. Avengers. I will give you ten more guesses and I'm positive you won't get it correct. Sherlock Holmes. No. Can I, uh, okay, I'm going to keep going and then we'll, My Little Pony. And so it's the single fic, a single fic that has the most hits oh, one, on Archive one of Our Own. Oh, one fanfic, not a, not a community, not a... Not a community. One single fit, fic. What is the fandom the fic is written one, about? That's one my D. question to you. No. I can tell you, is it... as of four months ago, it was My Hero Academia, and it is no longer. Oh, so it's new. Mm. It, or it could have just gotten popularity recently. I'm not going to spoil it just yet. Hmm. Hmm. Is it a cartoon or is it real people? Is that cheating? Will that give it away? I no no no. I can give you a hint. It's real people. Two real people. Two like are real people fic, not like like live action. RPF. RPF. Wow. Uh, Kim Kim Kardashian, Kanye West. No. One more, uh, one uh, more. Prince one Harry more. and Meghan Markle. No, okay. not at all. All right. <laughs> okay. So, what was the most popular, uh, popularly read fan fiction on Archive of Our Own was a fic uh, called Yesterday Upon the Stair, written by Pit Viper of Doom on Archive of Our Own, and it was completed October 12th of 2019. It was about My Hero Academia. Never seen it. Don't know much about it. I send you know, me the link. Manga, I'll pull it up on the screen. No, It'll be a big reveal when you when you're ready. Oh, for what the yeah. the the most read one yeah. is. Okay, well you can't can't open it until I, I send I it to I you, won't. right? I'm gonna have to email it to you. So chill yeah, out. You can't Skype it to me. 
it's a, a, I'm on a different computer. Different oh my computer. gosh, this guy's got multiple computers. What is this? All right, there's a I nice big actually, ad for I... Nissan on our stream right now. <laughs> this is great. Nissan. I wish it was, uh, what is it, Buick? <laughs> that's not is a Buick. That's, with, uh, that's not a Buick. Do, 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 do. With, with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Lincoln is Matthew McConaughey. I drove a Lincoln before. <laughs> I drove a Lincoln before I All became right, the okay. governor of Texas. I did see he's polling higher. The, it's, it would be interesting to see if like a like a the Jack in the Box mascot polls higher than Greg Abbott. So yeah, well, it's it's mainly because of that natural disaster they had where a hundred people died. <laughs> so I, I feel like Matt. I feel okay. Like okay, yes, you saved it to me. I just sent it to you over email. Over email? What is... So check your Gmail. Oh, my gosh. Don't open it up, because I, I want to do the big reveal. i got to make sure I okay. close my Gmail before I open up the screen, or else everyone's going to have my personal Gmail account. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay, you ready? Not at all. Not even close. Keep keep hyping up My Hero okay. Academia. My Hero Academia was the number one. I don't even know what it's about, honestly. It's called Yesterday Upon the Stair. I assume... Oh, here's a summary. I'm going to butcher the names. Midoriya Izuku has Midori always Sour. been written off as weird. Sure. As if it's not bad enough to be the quirkless weakling, he has to be the weird quirkless weakling, weakling on top of it. But truthfully, the weird part is the only part that's accurate. He's determined not to be weakling, and in spite of what it says on paper, he's not actually quirkless. Even before meeting All Might and taking the power of one for all, Izuku isn't quirkless. Not that anyone would believe it if he told them. Okay. Whatever. Now... You want to take one more guess on what the RPF is um, for the number one read fan fiction on Archive of Our Own. And I will tell you that the My Hero Academia one had 1,682,996 hits. I'm just going to put it on my home screen so no one watching the stream judge my home screen. Um, hmm. Give me the hits one more time. PewDiePie. Give you one, PewDiePie. one more time. It's a YouTuber. You're close. Ah. So the number one stream is a – or the number one stream. The number one fic is a fic called Heat Waves written by TBH Your Lame. It's about Dream and George Not Found. Now, I'm going to ask you, do you know who those people are? This work are? is only registered to users of the archive. I can't get in. This is a big – I have no idea who either of those people are. Okay, wonderful. So you just brought up two really good points. A – the only people that can view the archive or view the <laughs> warrior cats, you asshole. Um, <laughs> my home screen. It's my home the screen. only people. Okay, you're good. You're good. The only people that can view the um, fic are people that have archive of our own accounts. What is that? So that means you have to have an account to view it, which means that of the one million nine hundred and twenty-five thousand and seventeen hits, all of those had to be done by people that had accounts. It's been pirated and put onto Wattpad and Reddit. So that means that it's been read by probably over 2 million people, and it's just been pirated, and we don't have the numbers there. Oh, my gosh. It's like Game um, of Thrones. We'll never know how many people watched it. Yes. So that's insane. Wow. That, that's a real – that's, that's, actually... that's what we call a subscriber driver. That's like the WandaVision of Archive of Our Own. Let's get people signed up to watch was, this. I was about to say, think about how many people created accounts just to read this fic. <laughs> it's huge. Now – how, is that a thing? Do you think is that work... a thing? You you set that while you're doing your, your, your publishing? Yes. I didn't even know that until I, I, I came across this. So what's really weird is I believe it's a she who wrote this. If I misgendering you, I sincerely apologize. Apparently, she didn't want this to become popular, and she didn't think it was going to blow up. And then it became the most read fanfic on Archive of Our Own. Of all time. Uh, the first 
the, so the first chapter was published September 20th of 2020, completed January 12th, and it has since had almost 2 million hits, which is the most on the website ever. Wow. Well, so It has 84,000 kudos. And then, so it's, uh, I got it up to here, Dream. It, got, it does Minecraft yes. videos? Yes. So Dream and George Not Found are both Minecraft YouTubers. Dream is 21, is an anonymous Minecraft YouTuber, refuses to show his face. Oh. Um, it is alleged that he may or may not be homosexual. Not that it's anyone's George business, not quite found frankly. Only not only fans. That... Oh, interesting. Yes. George Not Found is from the United Kingdom. He is 24. Now, their ship name is Dream Not Found, mm. um, which, like, that really matters. And then they're friends with other Minecraft YouTubers. One of them is SnapNap, and the other one is Clay, I believe. Oh, no, no, Clay is, is Dream's real name. Um, and SnapNap is another one, and I guess Carl Jacobs might be another one, too. So basically what happened um, – okay, here's the question. Do you want to know the backstory on the story, or do you want me to read you the first here's chapter Here's a question first? for you. you pick. Dude, are people still watching Minecraft videos? Like, what? Yes. Why? Minecraft is more popular than it was when it was when it came out years ago. Dude, I, I, don't, I don't know how long Fortnite's going to stick around. It's been around for a long time, but I feel like Minecraft's never going away. We need this guy's fan base. This guy posted a 47-minute video. It's got 81 million views. Dreams? Yeah. Are people yeah. actively consuming so, it, or do you put it on and just like listen to it while you clean the house? Or do you listen to it while you play Minecraft? Two, well, probably, yeah, two. Two explanations. He's a speedrunner, is one. And, to make it even crazier... He has basically been caught for cheating speedrunning Minecraft, which is really funny. I didn't know you could do that. Um, the basically the the um, the pools that he would need for these like randomly generated things were so significant that he could not have completed them statistically speaking had he not um, fucked around with his Minecraft the program. RNG. So that's a. Mm -hmm. B. Um, the second reason why he's so popular is kids. Uh, if, if, if there's ever a question on YouTube why something is popular, the answer is kids. It's kids. And it's like, oh, kids. We like need to it. do another kids episode. Um, we should definitely do another kids episode. Just something out there. Anyways. Okay. So Dream. And, and Minecraft got huge because PewDiePie started streaming Minecraft again. And Minecraft, which originally did not have a story, now does actually have a way to beat the game, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, Dragon. I've seen and that. so people speedrun. The Ender Dragon, yeah. Um, so Minecraft has a purpose now. And people are speedrunning oh, it. People are up. doing Minecraft Mondays. Hmm. Yeah, Minecraft's blowing up. Growing up. up. Sure. I said it's growing up. It's got a purpose now. Okay. And um, is there anything you need to tell me in regards to why there's a sudden surge in popular? Because I imagine this sat at a certain amount of reads for a while and then, like, popped. Did anything happen to Dream or George Not Found recently to suggest that they're more popular than they were when this was written? Oh. So you're talking about, you know, why did the fic blow yes. up and not why did Minecraft yes. blow up? Okay, so I can either read you the fic first, the first chapter of the fic. We're not going to read all 50,000 words. I'm just going to read you the first chapter. Or I can read you the Reddit post that someone made about why this is popular that explained it to me. So you pick. No. Nope. Let me uh, let me listen to it. I don't want to be – let me just read the first chapter. I don't want to be tainted by anybody's, okay. uh, anybody's okay. opinions or what they think. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So this is part one of the Dreamland series. Like I said, it's on Archive of Our Own. It's locked. And what's really crazy is have you, you haven't tried to get an account on Archive of Our Own, have Not you? Not in many years. I'm a fan they of They don't just let anyone – yeah. They don't just let anyone make an account. You actually have to apply to have an account. Yeah, because – And you have to stay an active It's user. like a weird beta, like charity kind of open source deal. It's, it's a beta. Yes. You have to be invited to the beta. 
I yes. can't wait so for people... I can't wait for that archive our own to drop. I can't wait for them to just finish send the product. <laughs> archive our own not beta. Archive yet. our own release date. Um, so people were, were were trying to sign up for it and just couldn't because they had to wait for invitations. They actually had to wait to read this fan fiction. I remember they were looking for volunteers um, to like sort through applications because it's just like you could yes. a person has to look at it to my understanding. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's really not that many tags. It's just like slow burn, unrequited lust, fluff, hot weather. It's called Heat Waves, which is based off of the Glass Animal song Heat Waves, which is popular on TikTok. And this is sort of getting to why it's popular in general. Um, summary. Dream has always held a gentle admiration for George. But when their nuanced friendship trickles into his sleeping mind, he awakens to a new world of conflicting emotions and longing. Lost in the midst of a heat wave, he continuously listens to a song that works itself into the very core of his art- heartache. Floridian nights, unsent messages, spiraling infatuation, and terrible, terrible weather. Florida. First off, fuck you. Not terrible weather. Been gorgeous for the past, like, four months. Fuck uh, you. When is it set, though? Like, uh, June? Yeah, well, that's probably late night in the middle of June, probably. Okay, notes. Is Chapter Dream one. from Chapter Florida? One. Is there a reason it's in Florida? Yes, yeah. Apparently Dream's from Florida. Um, and like I said, he's anonymous. Dude, no where do you think Dream lives in like. Florida? What, what kind of vibe? I don't know this kid. So like, well, I had to guess Tampa. No way. Tampa has the weird people. Nah, man. Dream. Oh, I'm sorry. Tampa's weird, bro. Dream's from Orlando. He's soft. Dream. Tampa. <laughs> oh, Tampa's, okay. Sure. Tampa, Tampa's got Tampa's got weirdos, but they're none of them know how to turn on any kind of electronics. This this kid this kid went to like Doctor <laughs> Phillips. And is from freaking <laughs> suburban. Yeah. He's probably from Lake Mary. He, he probably lives like he was probably a fucking uh, theater kid too. One hundred percent. OYT. He was yeah. a member. Uh, okay. Chapter one. Moon Jelly notes. This is my first time writing a DNF fic. I heard the song Heat Waves by Glass Animals for the first time and fell in love. Please take the time to listen to it if you haven't already. I haven't. It fits I? them so well, and I had to write it. You haven't heard no. it. You're on TikTok. You've heard How's it. it go? Oh, fuck. Uh, late night in the middle of June. Dump, dump, been a-talking about. Rump, bump, 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 bump. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what I don't that is. That. Okay, will we get demonetized Whatever. if I play it? One trillion percent. Yeah, <laughs> okay. actually. I'm excited and hope you enjoy. In all caps, do not share this to the CCs and any tags, donos, or other sources. I will delete it. Please do not pass around PDFs, plagiarized versions, or upload my works to other sites. I will delete it. It hasn't happened because it's the biggest... Most red fic. Well, ever. like definitely um, got out of their control. They were probably just being like, if you post this on my on my freaking, you know, yeah, whatever, Tumblr, I'm gonna come after you, bro. Pretty much. Okay, you ready? Yeah. First chapter. A gentle glow from the computer screen washes over the dark desk. Colors flickering in rapid motion. The monitor whirs in self defense of the growing heat. The ceiling fan lays mockingly silent in the stifling air. Reclined in his seat, Dream's head is tilted back to watch the wooden slats for the slightest tremor. Betrayal. Beads of sweat collect near his hairline. He tugs absently on the sticky plastic of his headphones, where they rest around his neck. The small light on the exterior blinks green. Dream? He hears George say faintly. Wait, did he leave? Snapnap asks. It says he's on the call still. George's voice slowly grows closer. Dream begins to detach his eyes from the fan. Dream? In concern, his voice makes Dream sit up. He pushes his headphones back on and wipes his face. Yes, yes, hello. Sorry, I zoned out for a sec. He blinks to register what's on his screen, seeing grass blocks and Snap Nap's avatar crouching in front of him. Shoot, did you end the stream? He quickly tabs out just in time to see George laugh. No, but I'm about to. Couldn't end it without you saying bye, George says. 
The small, considered act is enough to uh, is enough to bloom a warmth in Dreams' chest. He smiles. Oh, all right. Bye, Stream. Bye, Snap Nap yells. George waves to the camera. Bye, you guys. Thank you so much. Also, pray for Dream's air conditioning. And my broken fan, Dream adds. Bye-bye, George repeats, then disappears from Dream's view. The stream has ended. A familiar feeling creeps into Dream's chest whenever that message appears post-stream. Disappointment clouded with confusion. Today, it is accompanied by trickles of regret. He frowns. Sorry I spent so much of your stream complaining about the weather, he says, clicking back to the server. Oh, man, is, is there Snap anything better placed than in... post-stream shop talk? He's just like, ah, let's ta- yeah. towel off and just talk talk crap about everybody who's in the chat. Absolutely. Fuck the chat. No, I love the chat, <laughs> honestly. Um, a familiar feeling creeps into Dream's chest whenever that message appears post-stream. Disappointment clouded with confusion. Today, it is accompanied by trickles of regret. He frowns. Sorry I spent so much of your stream complaining about the weather, he says, clicking back to the server. Snapnap has placed an oak sign before him that reads, We wa dream can't take the heat. He rolls his eyes and breaks it. It's fine, really. I just feel bad for you, George says. His avatar bounds over and starts putting doors on the ground. Any idea when it'll be fixed? Soon, I hope, Dream answers with a huff, opening and closing the doors to appease George. I don't think I can take much more of this. They've been playing for the past three hours, meaning Dream had been accumulating enough sweat in his boxers to stick to his chair for much longer than any man should. Physical comfort... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is he just... Is he streaming naked? I mean, that's... I co- that's, that's physical comfort. custom at this point. Just dressed from yeah, the top point, and then yeah. totally naked from the waist down. Honestly, I have the shirt on, this hat on, and yeah. nothing else. Down south, yep, nothing. Me too. Me too. Uh, physical comfort was a key component for him to stay mellow, and not much could distract him from the itchy tags and blistering heat. Not much, that is, besides gaming. Seeing you was nice, though. Something about your cheerful face distracts me from my agony, he confesses, words leaving his mouth before he can attempt to filter. He cringes. What was that? Oh my god, shut up, George says. He sounds embarrassed. Snap knop coos. Maybe I should stream with my camera on, too. Dream laughs, running away from the two of them to ease his sudden spike in nervousness. That would keep my attention. Oh, yeah, my stream's not interesting enough for you, Dream, George says, flying after him. What? Dream says, feeling a pang of guilt. What makes you think that? I love your streams. George continues to act offended. If you loved him, you wouldn't zone out randomly. I didn't mean to, Dream whines, which only makes the other two laugh. I just got distracted by my misery and tried to airbend a breeze in here. Yeah, right, Snapnap says. You couldn't have been doing that, uh, doing just that for ten minutes. Ten minutes, Dream repeats. He didn't feel it had been that long. He was exploring the map and then clicked onto George's stream to see where he was. And of course, George was smiling and yelling, but somehow so full of energy and spirit, and then hot air started to seep into Dream's soul. You were AFK for a while, George says. We were still talking to you, though, and thought you'd muted yourself or something. Chat thought it was embarrassing. Oh, Dream says. Hold on, did you mean to mute yourself? Snapnap asks, laughing as his own words leave his mouth. A little too excited watching George? Both Dream and George explode in disgusted yells. Good lord, Snapnap! <laughs> Snapnap! George sends a series of hits raining down onto his avatar. <laughs> you are so inappropriate off stream. You're gross, Dream says with a laugh. But it's feeble and half-hearted. His pulse is rapidly drumming inside his skull. He is not lost to the strange dilemma of why he faded from their call for so long to stare at George, to stare at his Georgeless ceiling. Why did George have anything to do with it? Envy, perhaps. His friend's ability to be wearing a hoodie in the middle of summer. He brushes it off. It's true, though. George's face does get me excited. George groans, making Snapnap and Dream yell. Laugh. Now you're just trying to make me uncomfortable. Flustered, you mean, Dream inputs quickly. Oh no, I'm sick of you too, George says, immediately ex- exiting the server. Consider this a rage quit. George not found has left the game. Dream sends a frowny face into the chat. No, Georgie, Snap pleads. You did a great job today, Dream says wholeheartedly. I'm going to rewatch what I missed of it later, George laughs. I seriously have to go. I'll talk to you soon, he says. A small sound emitting from Discord signifying he's left the call. Mm-hmm. 
The feeling returns to Dream's chest. It's akin to the cold rush that follows when he removes his hands from a steaming coffee mug. Some nights, after their friends have logged off for good, he'll do anything to avoid giving in and going to bed. Twitter, mini games, coding, creating playlists. His favorite nights, though, are when Joel George wakes up early enough to keep him company. Their conversations radiate with, with the warmth of both the Florida night and the English sunrise. So whenever George jokingly becomes angry with him, Dream can't dispel the tiny tremor of worry that maybe he's gone too far. Maybe he doesn't like to mull over the thought of them really fighting. It would terrify him like nothing else. He knows George will call again tomorrow, and that he isn't nearly as upset as he lets on. Yet he still finds himself carefully watching the dot next to George's name switch from green to a pale gray. I think I'm going to hop off too, Dream says to Snap Nap. All right, see ya. After disconnecting, he swivels around in his chair to face his bed. The dark comforter has been kicked to the floor, sheets askew. The window above his head is shut tight to keep out the humid air and insects, but he can see the soft orange streetlights in the distance. He sighs and wishes for rain. He remembers running barefoot on his neighborhood streets as a child where storms would roll in from the sea, splashing in gravely puddles and letting the cool raindrops dampen his hair. That space was always euphoric, a brief temperance from the smoldering air, green palm trees swaying in the wind, the hint of thunder and lightning, but it feels so far from him now, especially in this dreadful weather. He turns off his computer and begrudgingly gets in bed. He's nearly grown accustomed to the dark when his phone vibrates, the notification lighting up the room. He squints. A text from George. I feel like this song is a good way for me to get back at you, it reads. Dream clicks on the link, opening his Spotify to a new Glass Animals song. Heat waves, he responds, smiling. Very funny. He'll listen to it in the morning. As he sets his phone back to the nightstand, Dream finds himself warmed by the gesture. Even though it was an insult on his behalf, George is a thoughtful guy. Nothing wrong with appreciating that. Not that Dream finds it unnerving that interacting with George has a direct correlation with his general contentment and moods. In fact, it isn't worth overthinking. Settled by his own logic, he allows his body to focus on sleep. He slips in and out of shadows, occasionally tossing and turning in irritation at the cotton sheets. The fabric clings to his dampered skin to the moment he sluggishly kicks it away. Something clatters to the floor, but Dream rolls onto his side. Eventually, the night cools enough for him to sink deeper and deeper till he turns his head from his soft warm pillow to a cold pile of sand. Confused, he grasps at the foundation beneath him, only for the rocky grains to slip through his fingers. He sits up rapidly, glancing at the beach now, surrounding him. Although the image is narrow, he can tell there is a murky, purple lagoon lapping a few feet before him. The moon ripples across its ominous surface. The night is quiet, a taunting breeze brushing the back of his neck and bringing chills down his spine. He looks down at his hands, seeing his bright sleeves pushed, away, pushed halfway up his forearms, bright green. A sinking feeling begins to rot in his stomach as his familiarity sets in. He's been here before. He shifts his head cautiously, realizing where the shadows at the edge of his vision are coming from, and raises a hand to gently graze the ceramic covering his uh, the ceramic covering his face. He doesn't need a mirror to know what the mask looks like. He pulls up his hood, tensing as he anticipates the next subject he'll recognize. At any moment, behind his right shoulder, a voice will call from the edge of the trees that'll say, "Dream." He freezes. That's that's not right. It isn't supposed to be George. He asks quietly, turning around with caution. George stands a few feet behind him. Goggles perch atop his head and an axe in his hand. He's looking around their location, dazed. The starry sky reflects itself on his lenses. He walks across the sand towards Dream slowly. Where are we? Um, Dream considers, curling in on himself, but can't help finding the comfort of honesty. My head, I guess? He knows from experience that this place values integrity more than anything. Facing it head on, so to speak. He just doesn't know why he'd let George in here. It isn't safe. It's pretty, George says, sitting on the sand next to him. Dream's heart aches faintly at this remark. Once, he thought it was pretty, too. He can't find the words to tell George that after so many years of frantically slipping on the sand, coughing up lungfuls of dark water, and running from the woods, it has become a thing of nightmares. He stares at George. Can he feel the memories here? 
So this is George Jester's around with his axe vaguely. Florida? Dream cracks a smile. Yeah, you finally made it, he teases softly. George's grin is bright enough to make him look away. It's a lagoon I used to come to as a kid. You make it sound like that was lifetimes ago. Something foreign and lost ways on the tension in Dreams' features, forgotten behind the ceramic. Maybe, he says. I've had multiple lives here. George says nothing. He lifts a moon-soaked hand to the point at the water. Do you see those? Dream turns his head, and small glowing blobs appear near the shore. Their light blue color is stark against the darkness as they float idly. They're moon jellies, Dream says in disbelief. He's never seen them here before. The curling darkness steals all hint of life besides him. His beating heart and occasional whispers in the wind. George hums in approval. Dreams look at him. Dream looks at him again, grateful for the mask covering his own features. Pale moonlight makes George's skin glow a soft porcelain, pink lips pressed together in a delicate brushstroke. The word bubbles up from deep in Dreams' chest, winding into his bloodstream and landing gracefully in his head. Beautiful. He wants to back away from it, to shove it deep down, but for once, it feels safe here. Safe to admit it to himself without needing an air of humor to skate on by. Here, it isn't a joke. Why are we here? George asks in a murmur, gaze lifting to face Dream. The word here hangs with a heavy lilt, as if he'd meant to say, what brought me here? Who pulled me? Was it you? In his large brown eyes, Dream can see the faded reflection of his sloppy black and white smile. I know why I'm here, Dream says carefully, but I don't know why you are. A brief rustling of leaves and twigs behind them causes him to tense again. It's dangerous here, George. We should go. Why? Don't you want to stay in this memory? Dream ignores the comment and tightly wraps an arm around his shoulders to help him up. George doesn't try to stand. He keeps him rooted to the white shore with a confused frown. Nothing is going to hurt us when I'm here, he says. Dream feels his face grow hot. Knock it off. This is serious. George looks at him earnestly. I'm being serious. Now that his arm is draped protectively over George's small frame, Dream becomes extremely aware of how close they are. He can sense George's body heat. Watch his chest rise and fall. See the goosebumps on his neck. George, our Dream's heart begins to pound. For how long has he wanted to meet him? To hear his voice in person. To fear inside him slowly. The fear inside him begins to slowly, uh, slowly begins to ebb away into fondness. The moon jellies rapidly multiply until the lagoon is dappled blue and gleaming. George grins. I told you it's pretty. Because of you, Dream says warmly. Even though George rolls his eyes, he means it. They laugh lightly at each other, glowing water and gentle sparks blooming as the moment passes. George's gaze lingers on Dream for a few breaths, heart, for a few heartbeats, before letting go of his axe. He raises his hand to reach for the ceramic mask. Dream freezes as his eyes follow the motion. His hood falls when George runs his fingers gently through his wavy hair. He can't remember the last time he let someone do this. It feels intimate. It feels terrifying. His eyes shut when George finds the metal clasp on the back of his head. He exhales when he feels the weight of the mask drop from his face. The breeze is cold on his cheeks. He can smell the nearby salt water. He opens his eyes and sees twice as many stars as usual. How did you do that? I've never... He looks at George, who is smiling softly. I know honesty is important to you, George says. His hand moves to gently touch Dream's cheekbone. Dream reaches and delicately takes George's hand in his, slender knuckles and fingers sliding together with timid grace. He feels alive. He leans closer, studying George's eyes until he slips down further to his soft lips. His breath is trembling. What if I kissed you right now, he murmurs, heart racing. How honest would that be? <laughs> George's eyes grow wide. I, well, Dream, you, he stammers, giving Dream exactly what he needs to let go. Their movements happen all at once, nearly all at once. The inclining of George's drawl, the slide of Dream's hand into his hair, the connection of their lips, the kisses roll with emotion and gentle. Hot embers rise from Dream's chest to, his heat, to heat his face. The soft presence of George's mouth against his own is surreal as their senses collectively slip away into the dreamland. His hand rises to softly cup George's drawl, 
He pulls his face closer, breath hot, heart stuttering. Nervous energy quickly ebbs into a strong hearth of longing as he kisses George again and again and again. George emits a soft noise that makes Dream melt. He can feel George's hands in his hair, then on his neck, then on his chest. Dream pulls away to capture brief puffs of air. His chest rises and falls rapidly as he looks at George's flushed cheeks and mouth kissed They all get winded easily because all they do is stream Fortnite. (laughs) Because of him, a low feeling stirs in the space just below his ribcage. The first flickering of a dangerously hot flame. All of it. All of George. Just for him. Dream parts his lips to say something, anything, and promptly wakes up. Finn, chapter one. Finn, chapter I mean, if it's going to be a slow burn that's 50,000 words, you're going to have him kiss in the first chapter? I, I know in it's a dream, dream, but I don't know. It's all the same. Dream I'm still dreaming. reading it. Notes. I'm still getting off to it. Notes. Absolutely. Notes. Thank you so much for reading. Short chapter, but I wanted to put it out there. Criticism, other work suggestions, ideas, just saying hello is all welcome. Also, LOL, I started writing this a few weeks ago, and Dream just recently complained about his AC being broken. Such a weird coincidence. I'll try to re-upload quickly. Chapter 2 is ready, but I'm kind of convinced no one will see this. This person has a paranormal relationship with Dream, and they went and sabotaged Dream's uh, air conditioning to make it more lifelike. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, let me see some, some There's comments. There's got to be a ton of comments because everyone's, really everyone's got a, an account, right? So everybody can comment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed reading this. This line in particular is my favorite. And what if I kissed you right now? He murmurs, heart racing. How honest That's would that be? It's line. so good. Yeah, it's definitely not the best line in the I will <laughs> say, um, I kind of like the beginning. It was pretty silly because it's like, uh, yeah. you know, but it's it's like super modern, right? It's like, this is how people meet and interact and stuff like the idea yeah. of, um, you know, you're on Twitch and maybe there's someone that you really like and you're chatting and then you say goodnight and then you watch their thing go from green to, to gray, their, their little online that status icon. That's kind of nice. Yeah. That's kind of like um, – that, that gives me like a youthful, like crush, kind of crushing, like heartache vibe. I like that. And um, yeah, it seems like if there was going to be a modern love story, that, that would make sense. And we kind of have that excuse where it's like, yeah, well, I, I Minecraft stream with this guy, but he's in England, so I'll never see him. And it's, you know, that would never yeah. have been po- possible um, before. So it's like a whole new genre of stuff there. But it's interesting how it starts off like they're like flirting, but they're flirting in like Minecraft terms. which is like open and close the door. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm flirting with you. Like teabag this body. <laughs> and then yeah. I got, I got, I'm not gonna lie. I got really nervous when he showed up in goggles with an axe. I was like, are they, are they in Fortnite right now? Are they at Moisty Meyer? I honestly thought, first off, Moisey Meyer is no longer. I honestly oh, thought no. you were going to say I got really hard when he showed up with an axe and goggles. No, I didn't. But it was nice to have like that, what really seemed nervous. like this kind of like, what I see is like a very new age social interaction yeah. of like flirting and, and being interested in someone. And then like a more traditional sit, like very, very uh, chivalrous, yeah. sitting by a lake in the moonlight. Um, yeah. In Minecraft. That reminds me of is the- Is that uh, Minecraft? Was it supposed to be in the Minecraft? The Minecraft episode of uh, South Park. Yeah, it's in Minecraft, I think. <laughs> Why was he yeah. wearing a mask? Did I, is that is that revealed later? That's Dream's thing. Like he always has a mask on when he takes photos. Ugh. Yeah, this yeah, kid's so people don't know what he looks straight like. Straight out of Lakes. There's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. Oh, that's so funny. I bet he is. I bet. I bet his dad's like a a doctor, dentist, uh, engineer, or some <laughs> shit like all, that. All and he has so he just. Um, None of his AC is broken. But who knows? Uh, is the reason that this expl- is this a Nostradamus fic? Is the reason that this got so big because they're in a relationship now? Like, not only did his AC go down, but they're actually like no. together. No. Okay. So this is the Reddit post. It's 
posted onto r slash fanfiction. I don't use Reddit, so I hope you know what all this means. Posted it's by www.reddit.com slash fanfiction? <laughs> r slash fanfiction? I don't know what that means. colon slash slash? Go ahead. Backslash, backslash? Um, the most read fic on AO3 has been dethroned. A fic about Minecraft YouTubers is now the most read fic of all time. This is from two months ago. Previously, the English language fic with the most all-time hits on AO3 was a My Hero Academia fic called Yesterday Upon the Stair with 15 million reads. It's up at 16 now. I know, or 1.6, not 15. 1.5 million reads. It's up around 1.6 million now, but it has been replaced. The crown now belongs to a fic called Heat Waves, a work about two Minecraft YouTubers slash Twitch streamers. Oh, this is absolutely insane, and here's why. One, this fic is from a fandom that began in earnest maybe almost a year ago when Dream, one of the people on the ship, who is a 21-year-old anonymous YouTuber who makes Minecraft videos and cheats, I'm adding that part, started gaining subscribers in earnest. Now this fandom, which is relatively unknown to the general public, has outpaced anime, boy bands, K-pop, Harry Potter, TV shows, and countless other well-established fandoms to produce AO3's most read fic. Now, my comment on that is if there is a not a lot of Dream fanfic, but a lot of interest in Dream, it might mean that there are a lot of people more interested in reading this as opposed to Harry Potter, which has likely millions of fan fiction stories. Uh, so you can pick whatever you want. I see what you're saying. Just going to throw it out. Um, two, this fic is four months old. The author posted the first chapter on September 20th, so the four-month anniversary was January 20th, just over a week ago. That's when this was posted. This four-month span even includes a hiatus of a month or more in which the first part of the fic blew up and the author temporarily paused writing because they were overwhelmed by the response and unsure if they should continue. I really respect this author. They, 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 seem, yeah. they, they want integrity. They're driving up via, you know, uh, accounts on Archive of Our Own, and uh, they're not trying to monetize it. You know, It's very... Uh, no. Or Calvin and Hobbes. Like, I'm not going to make any toys. Yeah. This is going to be a thing. Yeah. That's it. They're not saying, you know, oh, thanks, here's my Patreon. <laughs> um, this is going to be a DreamWorks three, animation film lo- in two years. Absolutely. Absolutely. DreamWorks? This fic is locked, meaning you must have an AO3 account to read it. We've already said that. Um, only one other fic in the top 40 is locked, for context. The fact that this fic blew up so much that hundreds of thousands of people created accounts just to read it is mind-blowing. Four, the song that the fic is based on, Heat Waves by Glass Animals, parentheses, a British psychedelic pop band, has experienced a huge boost in popularity. It currently sits at 119 million streams on Spotify. I think it's up around 240,000, uh, 240,000,000 something on Spotify right now. It was voted the most popular song of 2020 in Australia. Articles covering its win attributed, attributed it to the fic's popularity. You can read about it here. Um, so it's partly popular because of the song. Five, what is most interesting, however, is how well Heat Waves has been received by the people it is about. And it is pretty much unique in that regard. The ship is between two real people, the YouTuber Dream, a 20-year-old Minecraft player from Florida who is anonymous, only revealing that his name is Clay, and his good friend George Not Found, a 24-year-old Minecraft player and Twitch streamer from the United Kingdom. Typically, when two real people are shipped, i.e. popular boy band members for one, people are encouraged not to talk about it online because it may make them uncomfortable. However, Dream, George, and the rest of their friends know about heat waves. And at least two of the people in their friend group, George and Snapnap. Snapnap. I do I do want to touch on Snapnap. Snapnap is just an unfortunate like third wheel like the you should go yeah. for it, man. Like let me meet Snapnap for coffee yeah. before I like talk about my feelings with George. <laughs> yeah, before you like yeah, before you like, you know, rail Captain Marvel or Snap-Nap's something. Snapnap's like uh, really guys, Nick. you're totally being obvious and it's like Snapnap. Yeah. Oh my get god. Used. Get out of here. It's the late nineties and he's the gay best friend of the female <laughs> protagonist. Yes. Um, beyond that, Dream and George have, has Dream and George have both said that they are 100% fine with being shipped in a podcasting on Twitter that apparently they've said Wow, that. so they're way they often cooler than the supernatural guys. Yes. 
uh, in their streams and YouTube videos. I'm completely serious. Look up their ship name or anything related, and you can find countless complications on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter of them making sexual jokes to and about each other, acting like a couple, etc. Heck, George's last tweet says he kissed Dream. I haven't looked at the tweet, but I assume that's true. And both of them, in the past week alone, have replied to DNF fan art saying it's hot. That is the direct quote. DNF is Dream Not Found, which is their that's ship name. That's actually... There I cannot... is a subreddit. I have it up on the screen now. There is a subreddit called yeah. Dream Not Found. That's how big this uh, this pairing is. It actually has. Um, Allegedly huge, yeah. bro. Oh, yeah. I got some great yeah. art on uh, the screen, though. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the, the tweet from George. Update, we kissed. And this is from a tweet that he screenshot of his own, which is happy to announce that at Dream was taken and I are getting married in 2021. Those are pretty um, good. They, got, they have like has... a, some, uh, some fans made like cover art for Heat Waves. It looks pretty good, actually. I would watch this. Yeah, it does actually look pretty good. Um, the 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 tweet from January 29th that he said about them kissing has sixteen thousand comments and three hundred seventy thousand likes, which is pretty insane um, for Twitter. Oh, I'm looking at the stream. That is, yeah, that's that's weird. That there's, I mean, some of that art is really good. Um, okay. Um. Six, Heat Waves has reshaped the fandom and the popularity of the ship. Before it was published and people found out about it, most people avoided talking about DNF out of respect for the content mm. creators. But since they gave their blessing and the fic exploded, talk about the ship is everywhere within the fandom. People make DNF fan art and publishing a fanfics. The two guys and their friends reference it on stream. It's wild looking at the attitude of the fandom towards the ship, supportive but not vocal, last summer as opposed to right now, where it's basically universally accepted and supported. Um, so basically, that is the explanation of why the most read fan fiction on Archive of Our Own is about Minecraft YouTubers. Because they kind of started to own it, six and they have a huge... I'm just like, who was the first... Like, I like your theory of there's an, a huge interest in these two personalities, but there's no... no Like, who in the right mind would write that story? So there's only one, so naturally it gets log jammed, it gets a ton of views. I like that. I think it's part of it. I like that yeah. theory, but then, like, who who is the first... Like, I guess maybe I spaced out while I was staring at the, the fan art. Did the uh, Dream Not Found ship come before the fan fiction? Was it a big thing? Or was it kind of like yeah. a, somebody was just like, I shipped them and it blew up. And they they grabbed it and they So I it. think, yeah, to my understanding, um, the, the, the pairing was already pretty popular. Because they streamed together then, a lot or something? Uh, yeah, I guess. And then someone wrote this and they kind of like excelled their popularity. And then the, the excelling of their popularity excelled the fan mm-hmm. fiction. Mm-hmm. So that w- that's my understanding of it. Man, this is – they better be careful with this because people like still fight for like Louis Tomlinson and Harry Styles being a couple. Like that's still a very real yeah. movement. I feel like people are going to get their paranormal relationship with them and they're going to, you know, take it seriously. I just don't want one of these guys to be, you know, John Lennon because they, get a, cause well, they got think, a girlfriend or something. Thing, yeah, I was going to say I think the thing that makes us dangerous is with these parasocial relationships – these people, the, I you know I don't I don't want to use this word, but it almost it almost sounds like they're what's they queer baiting is that the word they use where it sounds like these guys know that it can drive their popularity, and so if they're not actually gay, they're sort of like feeding into it, or if they're not even into each other, they're feeding into it, acting like they they like the idea because it's getting them popularity, and then when one of them gets a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you know, whatever yeah. you want, your castle king, um, people are gonna get pissed. Like that's that's like like with because I don't keep up with streamers to be completely keeping honest. Up with the but like with Ninja, keeping up with the streamers, you know, like with Ninja, he doesn't stream with females, and people called him a sexist, and he said no, it's because all you people start doing is shipping me with that person and writing fan fiction, and it makes my wife uncomfortable. So I don't stream with women. They're like, oh, okay, well you're a misogynist. 
So, you know, what happens when one when George starts streaming with someone else? It's going to get get people snip, pissed. Snippy, so it's like snip snap. What if snip snap takes uh dreams? Yeah, snap snap. snap. People Fuck hate snap snap, 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 snap. snap. People probably just like bash snap snap. Or yeah, they like so that he's like tails like, in this Sonic and yeah. Knuckles love story. Yeah. So it's like it's like with this obsession that people have to make this the most read fan fiction ever. You know, what happens when these guys don't end up fucking each other on stream? <laughs> what? Imagine the pay-per-view event if they do, though. Like, take every Jake Paul <laughs> like boxing fans? Manny Pacquiao event and just take throw that out of the water. This this is the, That's yeah. the number one streamed pirated event. Yeah. Dream, Dream reveals his dick before his face. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just... I feel like, uh, you know, as someone who's not Dream and I don't have a millions of followers and stuff, I almost feel like it's uh, it's dangerous to play into this because when the fandom doesn't get what they want, which is you and, and George to have sex on stream, um, things are going to go wrong, I think. Things are going to go bad. So um, that's my warning. Um, looking past that and looking past the total, I don't want to say absurdity, but the total random of this being the most read fanfic of all time on AO3. Um, what do you think about the writing? What do you well, think about it? I kind of touched it? on it a little bit earlier. Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, slow burns just mean really boring. Like, it's just an excuse to kind of yeah. meander and not be focused. And that, that's, like, just one of the things I don't like about any any work of art, literature. Is It's not focused. Like, I don't need the curtains to be blue for an exact reason, but I would like focus. Whatever your goal is. You want to build yeah. a world? Build the world. You want to have conflict between characters you want to build a character just have focus but i don't know it just seems like the idea of um the idea of a slow burn is just like i have a bunch of like sick like horny 14 year old vignettes that i want to put out there um so i'm going to do that um i do, I do kind of like the opening i always, I always love, I love i love a good framed opening where uh you know something has just happened yeah. and, and they kind of lead into it I don't again. It's hard to judge one chapter of fifty thousand words. I don't know if it's going to come back, but yeah. Um, snap, snap, snip, snippity, snip, snap is very underdeveloped. Snap, 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 snip, snap. Um, but no, <laughs> can't stand snap. I, honest, I do, I do like it. It kind of gives me like hope that you know I like that opening. I like as soon as he logs off and he kind of starts talking about his feelings and he gets a text. I just think like that seems more authentic. I don't know how old this writer is than like uh, mm -hmm. you know I don't know. Uh, you know, Michael Michael Creighton or Michael Brown rather writing yeah. a story about people texting. Like it just seems like okay, like there is going to be some some new literature coming out. And I think it's got I think it's got a chance to still stir those stoke those those old feelings um, that we look for. Yeah. So that that was okay. I, I also I also kind of feel like the the author had like been to Florida once when they were a kid, or like knows about Florida through like a '90s Nickelodeon <laughs> cartoon. Because yeah. like not everyone has broken AC and broken fans. Like. 95% of Florida is well air conditioned and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's like, it's like miserable, hot, humid place inside at least outside. Of mm. course it is. But like, I don't know, just like reading that. I'm like, I'm like, why don't you get your AC fixed, bro? Like, you know, you're supposed to have your AC service once George a year. George put down you know his I mean? public sandwich as a, pe a pelican flew by and yeah. sweeped it up. He looked towards the edge of the water and saw an alligator submerged. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, and Mickey Mouse was there because that's all I've ever seen in Florida. Like, I love okay. good Florida fiction. I love some Zora Neale Hurston. I love, I love someone who can like love bring it. out oh, the, she's wonderful. She's yeah, awesome. I love someone who can bring out the unique vibe of it. That's not like meth heads or whatever. Yeah. Uh, as much as I also do love like yeah. a Florida project. Um, I just love someone who can capture that, that vibe.
yeah. which they didn't do, and I don't think that was their intent as much as they've dropped. It was like, no. take a shot every time they say Florida, you're going to pass out. Um, yeah, but exactly. yeah, good. I mean, good. Or dream is sweaty. I have, it, the one thing I'll take away from it is just like, I don't, I don't know anything about the characters, and fan fiction really depends upon you coming Me in here. with knowing them. But just from what you yeah. read me, I have no interest to continue. I got I got the kiss I want. I can't, I, you know, I, I, you know, I got off. It's good. Now I'm done. Yeah. I've creamed my jeans, and I don't need to re-cream them from this, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because it's, it's catch like, me, it's catch like, me you know, next week, fervently reading the rest of this, hunched over <laughs> at work, at work. When I'm like a different Rory, person again, like Rory from the Refinery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Rory. Um. No, I agree. I just, you know, as a fan fiction podcast, I feel like it was almost our responsibility to talk about the most read fan fiction on AO3. That's fair. Yeah, so that's that's why I picked it. That's why I wanted to read it. So I'm, I'm glad we did it. Any other thoughts on it before we move on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have no interest to continue reading it, but it's a cool, definitely a cool story. Okay. Uh, kind of, it's everything around yeah. it is pretty cool and interesting, and it has you know real yeah. world consequences. It's done, right? Done, done. There's and no I'm more. Gonna... There's no heat waves. Heat waves too. The done. heat wave will, is back, and the AC is broken. I will legitimately say, "Tbh, you're lame." Congratulations! Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah. That's like two million people reading a fifty thousand word story is amazing. Good for you. Um, the fact that it's been pirated and, and reposted other places, wow. The fact that it's a a a locked fic and it's the most read, wow. So like, I think I think part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because. I, I appreciate the accomplishment, though I might not um, fully appreciate the the context or the 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 um, the, content. the content. Yeah, yeah, you know I, I mean? I'd agree with that. I think it's per- I mean, just from I don't know if it's true what you told me. Like, you know, it blew up and they came back to it. And I, Ooh, do I keep going? And it seems like they kind of, if that's true, it seems like they kind of understood the real life con- like um, consequences and things that come with writing a ship fic. It's like not just oh, I'm gonna make Iron Man scissor uh, the the, yeah. the Green Falcon or whatever. And yeah. then, you know, you may end up ruining someone's life or, or getting them in a situation like Supernatural. That guy really doesn't like it. Like, he just does not. He's not comfortable. No. doesn't like it. But people don't care. And, and the they don't care at all. Like, They're like, we own you because we consume no. your character. Yes. So if that is true, they came back to it and they kind of felt iffy about it. I think that shows, you know, a good amount of integrity. So this person seems like they know what they're doing. Agreed. Yeah, and I, I like that they said, no, I'm going to stop writing because I don't know if they're going to like it. I don't know if I should be really as popular about this. So, like, I like... You know, it wasn't a story of someone immediately letting the the popularity go to their head. They took a second to be like, ah, I don't know if this is the right way to keep mm-hmm. going. And then they did. Yeah. So, I mean, good for them. I don't even, I mean, let's go to the 12th chapter. How about that? Let me go to the 12th chapter. I wish I could pull this up. And let's see what the on note the, is uh, on the On the stream, but I can't get in because I don't have an account. As you, I mean, we haven't, like the, the the podcast has an account. Remember, it's DaKitty's Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not logged in. I'll, I'll give you the, the info for it. I just want to see what the, the comments are or the notes are for the last chapter. I have to go chapter by chapter, of course, um, which is obnoxious, which is fine. But it's just, you know, I, fuck, this launch really long, this chapter. Um, so like I said, mad respect that it's the most, you know, read um, chapter or most read uh, fic. I think that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard not to talk about the most oh, popular. Oh, apparently, uh, if, if this TikTok that I'm watching is to be believed, George already has a girlfriend. There Whoa. you go. So people should be fucking livid right now. I'm out of George. Fuck him. Yeah, he ruined my dreams. He ruined my dream not found. Yeah. He ruined my dream about dreams. Um, and I will say, like, as someone who is not, um, you know, uh, an active member of the LGBTQ community <laughs> or a member of the LGBTQ community... 
I, you know, if there really was a ship or something that made me feel represented or made me feel validated, I can understand why you might get angry if George was playing into this. It's seemingly just for popularity. Um, so like I get it, but also like if you are angry, um, chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? <laughs> let George have a girlfriend. Let him be happy. So the final chapter has 2,400 comments, which is a lot. Dakota, is this going to emotionally ruin me? I'm not sure what I'll do once this is over. That's what, that's the top comment. Um, caught between crying and laughing right now. Why do you do this? Chapters, it is over. This is the end. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty loquacious. That's pretty long winded. Yeah. People are encouraging TBH, you're lame to keep writing, which is nice. Um, sobbing, your writing is always perfect. Holy cow. Oh, I love this. Um, Coda, I love you. I love this. I love everything. I end. The only thing in my heart right now is Coda. I'm so glad that you're committing you, wrong yours out there to a sequel, and I will be patient for it to come out. This is my favorite fanfic show I've ever read. I've read through it multiple times, and I'm planning on reading it more. You're again the wrong one. Such a great writer. Love Dang, you. Dang, now I'm kind so of scared. They're gonna apparently there's gonna be. I'd a be sequel. kind of scared if I was a writer. Now this sounds like hey, I'm your number one fan, like misery kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So I, you know, I think if anything, knowing that the what was the most read fanfic was published in um, 2016, it looks like was the first. Yeah, so the first chapter was 2016. The uh, final chapter was 2019. It was 60 chapters, and 424,000 words was the most read fanfic, the most hit fanfic. MHA, right? MHA, academia. Yes, yes, I hear academia. To know that that you know that the fanfic numbers are only kind of really increasing tells me that you know maybe heat waves won't hang on to the title for for long. But you know if we're they at, do, we're, we're, at, we're them, at a booming so. period where it's like oh JD Rockefeller is the most rich yeah. richest man in the world. Like oh here comes you know Cornelius Vanderbilt. Oh here comes Carnegie. No one's ever going to have more than ten million dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, good. Well, very good. Um, so there we go. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm glad we did that. Ryan, what well, you... we start at the top, so next week get ready for the least read fan fiction on AO3. <laughs> to kind of make it a nice sandwich. We'll catch everything in the middle. Nice. Um, it's my very earnest attempt at serious fiction, least read. It's at the uh, the Warrior Cats. <laughs> is that what it's called? It's Warriors. The I Warrior cut out the cats. Warriors. Take the whole thing. I cut out the cats. Warriors. Just fan. Warriors. The, it's a Golden State Warrior fanfic. Steph Cat is very scary. Steph Curry. Steph Cat, Cat and Cat Thompson. Yeah. Steph Cat. Yeah, and. Um, the cat. Cat the uh, what are you stoked on? Um, I'm stoked on. I have um, I have recently. Uh, I, I tried to watch it and I was repulsed, and then I ended up watching it and really enjoying it. And it's a serial. It's like coming out each week. It's a television show. It's called Invincible. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's the Robert Kirkman. Yes, Super it's Girl Robert show. Kirkman. It's animated. It's, it's on, on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime. And, uh, and Amazon Prime is the most uh, re- repugnant uh, streaming uh, platform. Oh, the the UI terrible. is awful. It's an awful experience. Uh, I think that's what drove yeah. me away, but don't want to get you down. Even the first episode, you got to get over the animation. I really don't care for the animation. Um, no, really? I don't. But I really I've heard it's late. It's a little. It's a little. I mean, it's it's it feels kind of churned out, but it's on an actual comic. It's on the actual Invincible comic by Robert Kirkman. Yeah. So it's got great source material, and it is just slam packed with like all star voices. Like I just kept find, pausing myself, being like, "Oh my, yeah. is that literally this guy? Is that this guy?" And it's. Each episode is yep. pretty self-contained, so it really reads kind of like a comic. There's an overarching, you know, like conflict for the whole yeah. season, but you get these really cool looks, and um, it's just like effortless world building. Like it's so well lived in, um, and it just makes all makes sense, yeah. and you can really tell that it's as Robert Kirkman 
um because it's just so well made and uh it's good it's, it's easy to pick up and watch um but yeah i've been watching a lot of invincible good that excites me because i want to watch it the main character is voiced by steven yep. yen his father omni man yes uh jk simmons so good um so no it, it is a great voice cast that's interesting so I've, I've heard good things about it so it, it's been on my list i just haven't had a lot of time to watch it so i'm, I'm excited to um maybe crack into that i also haven't seen the boys i've heard that's yeah. good too so maybe amazon prime is kind no, of the I, mean, place I watch right now. the boys i it's kind it's it's like i guess a similar vibe from the boys where it's like a lived-in universe with all these superheroes and like all these like villains who are like oh yeah. here comes dr earthquake again like i love that but i didn't really like that from the boys as much um, I could give another shot. Mm-hmm. Invincible was kind of what I, what I didn't like. What I was missing from the boys is in Invincible. I really, I really enjoy it. And it's okay. not done yet, nice. so, so you can wait. You have plenty of time till all comes out. And you can just yeah. binge it. And you love to do that. Yeah, just binge it because it's it's what twenty minute episodes. Thirty. Yeah, it's like half hour. Thirty mm-hmm. once a week. Yeah, could be longer, so you could binge it. Nice. Okay, so you're you're stoked on Invincible. I got two because it's been a while. Um, the first one will be quick. It's called For All Mankind. It's on Apple Plus TV, if that's a fucking thing, whatever the right name for it is. Um, it is an alternate history show about if the Russians beat us to the moon and the space race never mm-hmm. ended. Starring one of my favorite actors, his name is Joel Kinnaman. He's the main character in The Killing, the main male character in a show called The Killing that used to be on AMC. Uh, he's also in RoboCop. <laughs> He's also the main character in Altered Carbon. Um, I think he's a great actor. And so um, the main character in For All Mankind, it's a historical drama. I'm only two episodes in, so I'm not like hella stoked. Um, I kind of read some reviews because I was like, why does the review on IMDb look so low? Apparently it kind of goes off the rails at the end of season one. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked on the first few episodes. Okay. I'll say that. I actually just started watching The Americans, um, also on Amazon Prime, also a massive pain to get through. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I vibe with that. I love this alternate reality. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So that's my first stoked on. Um, oh fuck, I have like three. Okay, I'll, I'll be quick. Second one, um, I just watched the Last Dance, the Michael oh, Jordan you documentary. Watched it. Really great. Isn't it great? Really. It's good. just like everything you've it's ever wanted so to good. see. Like anything you could ever want to yeah. see, it's it's in there. It's yes. like everyone knows the and story. I, I can't it's tell not you. like a great like. It's not like a shock, but it's just like. The access is unbelievable. Yes. And, like, I think, like, it's funny because now um, I think that personally. Hmm, okay. All right. Yeah, fine. Like, that's, like, in my vocabulary <laughs> yeah. now. Um, one of my friends and I, like, one of my friends uh, has been trying to lose a little weight. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll work out with you, like, for sure. Like, let's do this. And so we were, like, we've been trying to go to the gym, trying to play basketball and stuff like that. And uh, he was telling his wife that I'm not good at basketball. And so we were playing the other day, just the two of us. He's like, yo, let's do some one-on-one. I was like, you want to do one-on-one? He's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I just replayed it in my in my head of his wife saying, yeah, he said you're bad <laughs> yeah, at basketball. <laughs> the great slow. And then immediately I was just like, hmm, okay, you think I'm bad? All right. That's all I needed. And I fucking torched his ass. Um, it, it was He got up three to zero, and that's when I played the clip in my head of his wife saying that. Ended the game 11 to three. I was pissed. That was all I needed to burn the burn the, just, uh, burn the into the ground. around, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm getting in the post. This is over. <laughs> Put you like, on my backside, and we're going to the lower block. That's how we're going to play the next 30 minutes. One trillion percent. And I was like, oh, yeah, um, I am not very good at, at making threes. I'll make as many as I possibly can right now. Obviously, it was by ones and twos, but I was just draining it from the three-point line. Um, so that, that gave me a lot of confidence. So now that's definitely, like... I took that personally as in my vocabulary now. Good, good. Uh, and then you finally, the thing I'm walking like, around with a hair trigger. 
I honestly, I, I do <laughs> oh, really oh, like how it also showed like kind of how isolating it was for him and how you know it, yeah. it was like yeah. He was like so frustrated when like he didn't like do well or like when people didn't understand. Like that moment was yeah. like really interesting. It's a great portrait of this guy who's kind of kind of an enigma, even though he's a big pop culture icon. It was great. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I mean, I've always been not always for a while. I was a LeBron James fan. Haven't really been for a while. I'm kind of annoyed that he keeps changing teams. Um, I guess I'm just sort of that sports fan that's like you know, stick with the team that like mm-hmm. picked you. You know. Um, Maybe I'm just old school that way. And uh, I don't know. I used to think LeBron was great. But after watching The Last Dance, it's just like, shit, dude. Like, I don't think you have the mentality that Jordan or even Kobe had. Because, like, LeBron, when he gets down, he, like, fakes a leg injury or some shit. Jordan, like, played through getting poisoned. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. With the the flu game. Uh, So, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to um, not think that Jordan legitimately is the greatest of all time. So, that was... The last dance is amazing. I just want to throw that out there. And then my other like big stoked on um, is the Snyder Cut. I finally watched Snyder Cut. Finally came out. It's four hours. I don't give a shit. I loved it. Um, everything I wanted. I think it validated uh, the Whedon Cut because I thought that was terrible. Uh, so it's just Snyder good to cut. know. I, it's good I'm to very know that, like there was a pl- like there was something that wasn't that. Like that was so objectively yeah. terrible that it's like nice to yeah. know. It's nice to know that nothing like that actually exists. It's just like manufactured. No one actually tries with that. Yeah, yeah. That, that it was literally just one director trying to change another person's vision in like two months, which is impossible. Um, so I mean, I, I liked I liked the fact that it was four hours. I liked like I was fine with watching it as long as it was good. I thought they absolutely made Steppenwolf very interesting. I'm glad that they didn't make Batman make any jokes. Yeah, that was good. Um, so I I really like the Snyder Cut. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I'm glad they released it. I wish the Snyderverse was still around. If it's not, can't complain because at least we I, mean, I can we understand. Got. I can and, understand uh, like definitely Ray Fisher. I mean that goes without saying. Like his frustrations. Yeah, and I, I oh thought he was God, fantastic. Dude. I thought so his role was very important yeah. too, like grounding and explaining. I think that. That was just like a terrible story choice. Not even like I like Cyborg. Yeah. No, it's like that was a terrible choice to yeah. not include the human among the gods. But I, I can also understand Ben Affleck's like frustration, being like, "I'm never coming back to this stuff again." Because he put an effort, like he was actually yeah. like working and carrying that movie. I thought, and then to like have it all sliced and dice, I, I don't blame him for being like, "I'm never coming back," regardless of what you say. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I, I mean, you know, the thing too is like, from what I've seen, everyone that works with Zack Snyder loves him. And so for you to – for him to have to resign because his daughter killed herself and then for you to come in and utterly shit on the movie that he worked so hard on and then say, no, we're not going to get what he wanted. Why the fuck would you want to work in that studio? I will say um, – Which is I frustrating. Say, that but, last scene, the reshoot, apparently there was like a story where um, he like called Leto and uh, Affleck and was like, I got a green screen. Let's just do this in my backyard. And then <laughs> WB was like, yeah. no. No, no, no. So Leto and Affleck didn't even film at the same I, time. I just – full disclosure, I hated that scene. Did not like that scene. It, it was shoehorned. It didn't need to be there. I'll yeah. agree with that. You're not gonna. You're not gonna upset me with that. I thought the movie was good though. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, it definitely gave me ideas um, where like these big team up things can be more than movies. Like this is an interest. It is as the arc of of like yeah. a mini series comic. So um, I got another little stick yeah. that I'm gonna drop in there. I read uh, Omega Men, the uh, book by uh, oh, yeah. Tom King, and it's fantastic. What do you think? It's oh, it's honestly it's it, like dude. I read oh. this and I'm like this is what I wanted Mr. Miracle to be like he actually like has yes. a story he wants to die. I don't know if he's even really gotten back there since then. If I can say that about our boy, no. And he finished like he yeah. finished the story. No, it's good. <laughs> he didn't say oh buy this other comic like he that's actually a, that's a really it. if anyone's interested in 
even getting into comics that's that's, that's pretty digestible um a, a pretty entertaining mm-hmm. one yeah and the thing is you don't have to already know who the Mega Men are you don't already have to know who kyle rayner is like i, I think it's any very very literally any of that going into it i was like okay yeah you don't have to yeah yeah i'm glad you finally read it what was the other one you said i read, read hush i read hush Okay. I wasn't crazy about it. I wasn't crazy about it. I understand. Like, it's cool. It kind of really? gives off like all star Batman, yeah. uh, Superman vibes, where it's like, oh, here's everybody. Like, you get to see a little everybody, and yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good. I think I would say it is like a very traditional take on Batman in the sense where it's like, if I was like, yeah. who is Batman? I probably would like watch this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This weird like, I feel like he was very juvenile in his relationship with Catwoman. It's like this is Bruce Wayne. Like he should know. He shouldn't just be like, oh, I uh, I can't believe she kissed me. I wonder if she likes me. I can't focus on the mission. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, good. I'm glad you at least like Omega Man. I really it's a because that that miniseries was almost cut. They almost didn't even let him finish it, and um, it took the fans to be like, "Oh, can you just finish this? We're enjoying it." Because the the sales for it dropped mm. off pretty heavily, which makes no sense. Because I think that's a superb yeah, story too. Just about like the um, Snyder Cut DC, you'll get bullied into anything. DC, yeah, basically, DC, I'm like gonna bully into we'll a dream not found comic miniseries. Give it to Tom. <laughs> Give it to Tommy Kings both going to be like depressed like uh ptsd yeah. out streamers yeah speaking of which uh he was helping what's the chick that did um selma and Ava DuVernay. Uh, i heard God, they canceled the uh, new gods the movie yeah they canceled the new gods movie so who fucking like tom king the one movie he was working on is already canceled <laughs> yeah, I, I mean he honestly likes new gods a lot he has a lot of interest in them so i think he probably could have done yeah. a good job but yeah Alrighty. Who knows? Um, well, interesting. The only other thing I can add was Godzilla versus King Kong was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll end that there. Big lizard hits big monkey, and I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, wondrous. Uh, thank you for listening. This is a long episode, but we've been gone for like I think over a month, so here we are. Um, I think we're both feeling good. I'm I'm pretty happy about this. Um, I can't guarantee the next time we're going to record, but Ryan, whenever you're ready, just let me know. Uh, and uh like i said thank you for being around hope you follow us on twitter hope you leave a review somewhere comment on this i don't care share with your friends who gives a shit um i don't know what else am i missing anything oh follow our only fans we have only fans um i forgot we did that yeah we post all of our yeah we yeah i only go on the thing when i'm really drunk (laughs) so yeah i totally forgot yeah yeah we post all of our smutty uh fan art that we draw (laughs) onto only fans I have a really, really crazy one with uh, Darkseid and Thanos. <laughs> All in crayon uh, on a really whatever. crumpled up piece of paper. Yeah. It's actually on my wall. Like, I drew it on my wall like a child. <laughs> uh, it's very good, though. It's very tasteful. Um, so go on there. Look at that. <laughs> Thanks for following us. Uh, if, it's Like I said, sorry we've been away. I hope you at least enjoyed this episode. And uh, don't be afraid to reach out and chat sometime. And I think we're, we're pretty, uh, pretty willing to talk to people. So... Uh, with all that being said, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Um, we know that uh, the that big global thing that's happening seems to be under wraps soon, and uh, we, we hope that you've been healthy and you've had a, a good time and uh, you're focusing on you because that's really important. I think I learned that during the pandemic. Is, is um, It's all about me. It's okay to say, no, I need to be okay mm-hmm. first. It's <laughs> no, it's not all about, about me. me. It's just it's like, okay, it's all about you. Um, but, you know, it's it's more than okay to put the uh, the mask on the person next to you after you put the depressurization mask on yourself first. I think that's a, a fair thing to say. So um, take some time for yourself, some self-love, self-care. I don't care how you do it. Read some fanfic, touch yourself, who gives a shit. Uh, Ryan, what should we remember? Um, yeah, it's great to be back. It's been a dream to see everybody here. And uh, you I can't shit. end the stream without you saying goodbye. Yeah, Tell me saying goodbye? I can't end the stream, so just don't zone out on me.
I don't know what that means without me saying it. Oh, was that, that from the fic? Looks like somebody wasn't paying attention. It's from the fic. 